0: So we started the verses of as And we started the verse of as we start with the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And last week, based on the previous lessons we've done, that in those previous lessons, we learned the principles of Tafsir, Jiyid, the fundamentals of interpretation. And some of the verses we've covered similar verses in other surah, So I got the brothers to derive the benefits and also the ahkam, the rules and regulation from those verses. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh, you believe, fasting has been prescribed for you. In the same way it was prescribed for those who came before you. So we went to derive the benefits and the ruling one by one by one. So the beginning of the ayah, آمَنُوا what did we derive from this, Ya yeah, Mus'a? We said, Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, Whenever we hear Ya amanu, pay attention to it. It's either an order or command or prohibition being prohibited for. Therefore, this Ya amanu is a proof of what? Is a proof of what in regards to fasting? Now, the saying of Allah, all oh, you will believe, is a proof of what? Huh? La. La. In regards to fasting ya huh? We know it's an obligation But the fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said amanu. Where's Abdullah today? You got the answer last week It means the fact Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Oh you will believe It means fasting is from what? Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore, whoever does not fast And he has the ability to do so Even if he claims to have iman This is either a lack of iman Or no iman at all Jaiyid In the same way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls salah iman Allah, li Allah will not cause your iman to be lost And he's talking about here what? as salah. So ya'yu al amun Is approved that As-siyam from an iman And there's a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That all actions of the son of Adam are for him except for fasting. That ulama, they say between fasting and Iman is a complete what? Similarity. Because nobody knows who truly believes and nobody knows who's truly what? Who's truly fasting. Ya kutiba alaykum. Kutiba It has been prescribed or ordained. What is this a proof of? The obligation of fasting. كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ The same way it was prescribed for those who came before you. What benefits did we take from this? The same way it was prescribed for those who came from you, before you. What benefits did you take from the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal? That fasting is not something new to us. Other nations, they fasted before us. However, how they fasted, the period that they're fasting, the duration of the fasting is different to ours. So, we said the fasting of Maryam and Zakaria was from what? From speech. Jayid, that did not speak. That was their fasting. Jayid, also we took from this. It's a tesliya, a comfort for this ummah. That this affair we find to be difficult is only for this ummah. Allah prescribed it on those who came before us. Likewise, it shows the excellence of this ummah. That any virtuous act of ibadah, that was in the previous nation. is also found in what, in this nation. كَمَا كتب عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِن قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ As so for we said the purpose behind fasting is what, taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa taala. This is why the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, whoever doesn't leave off falsehood and statements of falsehood, Allah is not in need of him to leave on his food and his drink. Then the saying of Allah subhanahu wa taala, مَعْدُودَات. That these are a limited days. What benefit did we take from this? Ayyam madudat. What benefits did we take from this ayah, this part of the ayah rather? Ayyam madudat. And I don't want Abul Abdullah to answer. Barakallahu uh, fi. That is just ayam madudat. That this issue that people find difficult, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala put it in a form of something which is easy. It's only a limited number of days. Whoever from amongst you is ill, or upon a journey, we took rules on regulation, that the person that is ill, he doesn't, or he could break his fast, he doesn't have to fast. But that illness has conditions. And what are the conditions we mentioned? It makes it difficult upon him to fast. jayid number two, That particular illness should be an illness whereby fasting will increase his illness or delay his getting better. Jayid, not just any illness, because fasting is a medicine for certain type of illnesses. So it should either be one that delays him getting better, makes his illness worse, or is difficult upon him. Likewise, the traveler, he doesn't have to fast. But it's better for him to fast if the journey is not what? Difficult, because he has to make it up. And it is better for him to break the fast if the journey is what? Is difficult. Fa'id min ayamin He could make it up at a later date. Jayid, continuing. Jayid, Fa'id Datun min ayamin And I think we ended on that with the rules and the regulation. InshaAllah ta'ala today. We start the next part of the ayat of Siyam, the next verse. وميش الله سبحانه وتعالى says شهر رمضان الذي أنزل فيه القرآن هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فَالْيَسُومُ ومن كان مريضا أو على سفر فعدة من أيام أخر يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكبر الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Shahru Ramadan, the month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, month of Ramadan. Ramadan is the month between which two months? Sha'ban and Shawwal. This is the month of Ramadan. And this month, Ramadan, is called Ramadan li Ramdah, li Shiddati wal Harf. This month of Ramadan is called the month of Ramadan because it coincided, when Ramadan was legislated, it coincided with a period or a season in which there's scorching heat, dryness, and extreme hotness. So Ramadan is scorching heat. You know sometimes when you're on the highway and it's extremely hot, and you look at a distance and you see like it looks hazy and blurry, this is Ramadan. So that means the Sahaba a they fought in Ramadan It was fought in what? Extremely hot and scorching conditions So Ram- Ramadan comes from the word Ramda Which is Ramda والحر, Due to the extreme heat And also the extreme dryness So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Ramadhan, The month of Ramadan In which the Quran was sent down Hudan linnas, as a guidance for mankind. Wa bayyinaat. Bayyinaat are clear, explicit signs. Explicit and clear signs min al-huda wal-furqan. Of guidance and furqan and criteria. Faman shahida minkum al-shahra fal Therefore, whoever shahida witnesses a shahra And al-shahra here means what? The moon. One of the names of the moon is what? al shahr Whoever witnesses the moon Or whoever is present When the moon has been witnessed Or is told that the moon has been witnessed فَالْيَسُمْ fast And whoever amongst you Is sick Or upon a journey Make it up at a later date You read Allah al Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants ease for you And He does not want difficult for you well it'll and the purpose of this, while it took milul idda afwan, and the purpose of this is for you to complete the whole period of Ramadan while you took and to do takbir of Allah Azza the ways Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Alama Hadaakum for him guiding you while I tashkurun and in order for you to be thankful. Beginning from the beginning of the ayah, Shahru Ramadan, Eledi al Qur'an, want to get the fawa'id from these ayat. Shahru Ramadan, alladhi unzila fihi Qur'an, فَائِدَةُ الْأُولَى The first benefit is this. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, in the previous verse, fasting has been prescribed for you. The fasting which has been ordained and obligatory upon us is the fasting of what? Ramadan. The second benefit, alladhi unzila fihi Qur'an, is that the Qur'an was sent down upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Wasallam the initiation of the Qur'an was when? In the month of Ramadan. During the night of Al Qadr, Laylatul Qadr. Third benefit, القرآن, in which the Quran was sent down. The third benefit is Ithbat uluwillahi subhanahu ta'ala. This is an affirmation of the lofty physical position of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we've said, when it comes to uluwillahi, the highness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in a high place in the physical sense and in what other way? In the spiritual sense, in the meaning of the sense that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names and his attributes, they're lofty. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala physically as well is in a lofty position. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Unzila fihi Qur'an. The Qur'an was sent down. And the Qur'an is the kalamuman, the word of who? The word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if al-Mutakallim the one who spoke it, he sent it down, it came from where? From a high place. And this will prove that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not everywhere, as people may say. This is an erroneous belief, but rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is above his ouch. That Allah is not everywhere, it's everywhere in terms of his knowledge. But in his physical being, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not everywhere. Fourthly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that as a guidance for mankind. Jayed wa huda wal that the Quran is a guidance. And it's a furqan. And that's why one of the names of the Quran is what? Al-Furqan. Is the criteria or the distinguishing factor between truth and falsehood. Tawheed and Shirk Iman and Kufr. The same way the battle of Badr was what? The Furqan. But for us to appreciate that the Qur'an is the huda, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Say, it is for those who believe. Hudan wa shifa. It is a guidance and a shifa. We have to understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how do we understand the book of Allah azza wa Jalla To atadabur, true contemplation. So the benefit we get from this ayah is al-hathu ala this is encouraging us to contemplate upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you do not contemplate upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how would you know, and you don't seek out huda, how would you see the guidance in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If you don't do the tadabbur, contemplation upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how would you see the criterions in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he says Shahru Ramadan, ladhi unzila Quran, when it comes to Ramadan, And that's why we decided to go through this before Ramadan. Many people, they recite the Quran in Ramadan and this is good, it's praiseworthy. Recite as much as you can, even if you don't understand, you'll be rewarded for every single harf. But in the same way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed this Quran, for what? To be recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recited, revealed it and sent it down for what? For you to contemplate on. And what's the proof of this? The saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, kitabun, this is a book, and we sent it down for what purpose? in order for them to contemplate upon. To receive the guidance, you have to contemplate upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, Do they not contemplate upon the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If it's from other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they'll find much discrepancies in it. So Allah Ta'ala said, وَبَيِّنَاتْ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ And it's a criteria for mankind. Benefit number six, وَجُوبُ الصَّوْمُ Ramadan? The obligation of fasting the month of Ramadan بِمُشَاهَدَةَ أو شُهُودِ هِلَالِهِ The obligation of fasting the month of Ramadan either by witnessing the moon or by witnesses, affirmation from witnesses will witness the moon. Based on the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. whoever witnesses or sees the moon from amongst you, shufas. fast. And the sunnah is explained that the announcement or the beginning of Ramadan is suffices shahadatin وَاحِدٍ مِّنَ النَّاسِ One person. So if Abu Salma, for example, an Thiqa is trustworthy, comes in and said, I've sighted the moon. The Prophet وسلم, will say to them, a tashhadu, ask the person that says this, that you bear witness, there's no deity worthy of worship but Allah, and that Muhammad is his messenger. If the person says na'am, the Prophet Sallallahu will tell Bilal to make the adhan, to gather the people, and tell everybody to start fasting. Based on the shahada of what? One person. And Umar anhu, he said people once, they went out to look for the moon of Ramadan, the beginning of Ramadan, and nobody saw it except for me. So he said to the Prophet, As soon as I said this to the Prophet, he began to fast. And he ordered everybody to fast. So the obligation of fasting, the beginning of fasting, is what? Either you witness the moon yourself, somebody else witnesses the moon, and your informed fasting is obligatory. There is no difference of opinion amongst the ulama in this regard. The difference of opinion amongst the ulama is this. Is it obligatory upon the one that did not see it to fast? Meaning, is not within a particular vicinity or region or horizon does he have to fast? Meaning, let's say the moon is sighted in Saudi Arabia. They sighted the moon in Saudi Arabia. From the ulama are those that believe in المطالع, that no matter where the moon is sighted in any part of the world, if it's sighted, it's obligatory upon the rest of the world to begin to fast. From the Muslims, they all have to fast. The second set of scholars, they believe in المطالع, differences of horizons that the sun, or oh sorry, the moon. In certain regions, they rise, at a, they're there at a certain time in the particular region or wilayat or a certain state or areas. So therefore, if the moon is not sighted in a particular region, Jayid, for example, I am in, mean, let's say here, Qatar, for example. If the moon is sighted in Qatar, the border region is where? Saudi Arabia. If the moon is sighted in Qatar, it's obligatory upon the people of Saudi to begin to fast. However, if the moon is sighted in Qatar, and I'm in Russia, it's not obligatory upon me to fast, because they're not the same region. They're not within the same time zone, in other words. They're not within the same region. This is the second opinion of the scholars. And the cause of this difference of opinion is when the Prophet Sallallahu said to them, سُوموا لِرُؤْيَتِهِ Fast based on the sighting of the moon Sighting And please understand There's a difference between sighting and calculation Because people say today According to calculation If it's calculated And the calculation they seldom fail You must begin to fast or break the fast But here the Prophet ﷺ said According to his sighting And the word hilal It comes from that which is apparent and is clear Hilal that's why when you go for Umrah or Hajj, you say لَبَّيْكَ La or you say Allah لَبَّيْكَ Umrah. This is called the verb bil Umrah. It's began, it's pronouncement for what? For Umrah. You understand? bi Umrah. So it's something which is apparent, you say loudly. When it rains and the rain descend, they say هَلَلَة It's something which is apparent. Likewise, If Abu Hanifa is happy with some news today, I said tahalla wajhuhu, there's hilal, Many, I could see apparent happiness on his face. So the moon or the sighting of the moon has to be what? Apparent and physical, not just purely calculation. So the ulama say, based on this physical sighting of the moon, that the difference of opinion is when the Prophet said fast according to his sighting, break your fast according to his sighting, that was the Prophet sallallahu was he talking to the Sahaba and the rest of the Ummah, wherever they are? Or was he talking to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum who were in front of him? This is the cause of difference of opinion. And this difference of opinion, I may understand it one way, you may understand it another way, as the scholars have. So this difference of opinion allows for room of differences. So if you follow the opinion, for example, wherever it's cited, you should fast, it's okay, it's allowed. You follow the other opinion that no, it has to be within the same region. It is also allowed. So we look at the evidence of both. For the people that say no matter where it is cited, they use the hadith of the Prophet Wasallam, fast according to his sighting and break your fast according to his sighting. Also, the saying of Allah subhanahu wa taala, فَمَن شَهِدَ الشَّهَرَ whoever witnesses the moon from amongst you, meaning the ummah, the rest of the ummah must fast. That's their proof and that's their evidence. As for the other people, they say, number one, the same, they use the same evidence they're using, but they say this evidence they're using is for those people we're, we're with the Prophet, not the rest of the Ummah. And what is their proof of this? They say, number one, Abdullah ibn Abbas he sent Muawiyah to Asham. When Muawiyah got to Ash-Sham, the people that fast started fasting, they witnessed the moon to Juma'ah, the night of Jumaa. He started fasting with him. When he came back to Medina, Abdullah ibn Abi Abbas, he asked him, when did you start fasting? He said, we started fasting Laylatul Jumaa. Jayid. And they started fasting in Medina, the night of a Saturday evening. So according to that calculation, by the time we got to Medina, they should be doing what? Eid fitr They should be in Eid al-Fitr. So when he told him this, Muawiyah asked him, is my shahada, my testimony that the moon was sighted in Sham not enough? He said, no, your shahada is enough. Walakin, however, hakadha Rasulullah this is what the Prophet has ordered us with. Meaning it has to be a what? A regional, local sighting. This is the first proof. The second proof they use, that in Ramadan, the times we start our fasting and we break our fasting here in Doha is different to the time they begin in Nigeria, the end in Nigeria. So in the same way that the time varies on a daily basis, the starting of fast and the breaking of fast, likewise, the month should be the same. That in the same way, when we break our fast in Doha, do you break your fast in Nigeria automatically? No. That the same way they differ on a daily basis, kadalika shahab that the same way you follow the time calculation or the time of salawat, your time of Fajr is different to our time of Fajr. Jayid, your time of Maghrib is different to our time of Maghrib. It should be different likewise. And the cause of this difference of opinion is that the scholars of the past, they didn't even, some of them agree with calculating the time of Salah according to different places. Nor did they agree with finding the direction of the Qibla, Jayid, according to specific calculations. So Wallahu ta'ala the opinion of Uthaymeen and likewise Ibn Taymiyyah and some of the later scholars is that it should be a regional sighting. But they say, regional does not mean country by country because some countries border each other. We don't take that into account. If they're in the same region, you start, you end. You understand what I'm saying to you? Some countries border each other, but due to political situation, even if they're right next door to each other, each one has to spot it, no. The most authentic opinion, wallahu a'alam, is regional sighting. However, the same scholars that say regional and the one that say, no, it's a global one, they're all in agreement that you follow the ulama, the scholars of your country. For the sake of what? The sake of unity. Because we're ahlu sunnah wal jama'ah. The people of sunnah and jama'ah. We're not ahlu sunnah wa tafarruq. The people of sunnah and divisions. Because in this particular issue, difference opinion is allowed. So if I'm in Nigeria, for example, or let's say Kenya, where they have a Qadi's court, and the Qadi has said, we're starting fasting today, and the moon is sighted in Ramadan, or it's not been sighted under in, in Saudi Arabia. Or he we said, we're starting tomorrow, and they sighted the moon in Saudi Arabia. They said, no, we're starting tomorrow. What do I do? Follow the ulama of that country. You follow the ulama of your country Unless he says something absolutely ridiculous and crazy Because within this There's allowance for difference of opinion So they say Wherever you are, follow And it's not from the sunnah To divide unnecessarily That you find sometimes With this particular mas'ala The whole country will start at a particular time almost And end at a particular time But there be a group of people In the name of I'm hanging on to the sunnah that even if your opinion is correct, they will not fast at the same time. They either start before or break early, and they also do it publicly. Those scholars, Uthaymeen and the rest of them, they said, this is where we call jama'ah, why? An example in fiqh, the one that eats camel meat. Some scholars' opinion it breaks wudu, and some scholars' opinion it doesn't what? It doesn't break wudu. So therefore, if I believe it breaks your wudu, and Abu Hanifa, it leaves me in salah, and I know you eat camel meat. And you didn't make wudu after eating it. What do I do? And I believe he breaks wudu. What do I do? I don't pray behind you? Because of the difference of opinion, I still pray behind you. Even though I believe you're wrong. Likewise, when it came to Hajj, yes, the rites of Hajj, when you gather together, Jayid, and you pray Buhur, wa Asr, Jama'an wa Qasran, together and shortened. In the time of Abu Bakr, in the time of Umar, they all prayed it, joined and shortened. In the time of Uthman, how did he pray? 4 4. That when he reached the Sahabi, the Sahabi عنه, said, to show how much of a calamity it was, he said, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. But did he still pray 4 4 behind Uthman? He still prayed 4 4 behind Uthman. So there's allowance for difference of opinion. And the thing is, wherever you are, you fast with them, you begin with them, you end with them, with the dollar in which you're in. If they have an Islamic court, let's say, for example, Kenya, Tanzania, I don't know is it's in the Philippines, for example. If they have such a thing, yes, you should follow them. So long as they're within the boundaries of Ahl-Sunnati or the opinions of Ahl-Sunnah or jama'a. It doesn't mean so long as they're within the boundary of your group or your organization, are or they perfect. Jayid, but it's a recognized government institution. For the sake of what? Of jama'a. For the sake of unity. So, taala. He mentioned these true opinions. That so, therefore, for man could be wherever witnesses it globally or regionally, based on the understanding of the hadith and the ayah. And this is one example people have difference of opinion in, based on the same text. They're actually using the same text. The only thing they go above the others is the statement of who. Abdullah bin Abbas and the issue of the times of prayer. Jid. The other benefit from this ayah, أنّ insan, if a person misses a month, it misses the complete month of Ramadan. And the month was naqis, meaning it was deficient by a day, because a month could be 30 or 29 days. When he has to make up his month of Ramadan, if he missed the whole month, how many days does he have to fast? Huh? For example, he missed the whole month of Ramadan and that particular Ramadan was 29 days. So now he has to make up a whole month of Ramadan. How many days does he have to fast? 30 or 29? Huh? Sorry? 29. Because Allah Ta'ala said, Ayamin Make it up at later days. And the shahar here, that you missed out was how many days? 29 days. However, if it delays, yes? And it doesn't make it up before the beginning of the Ramadan. So comes the second Ramadan. The second Ramadan was what? Now 30 days. The one he missed before, which was 29, he doesn't fast as 29. He follows the latest one. He will fast 30, 30. The one he missed before and the one he missed now. You understand? jayed عِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ bikum يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ بِكُمُ الْيُسُرُ وَلَا يُرِيدُ بِكُمُ الْعُسُرُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills And this will of Allah azza wa jalha is what? إِرَادَ الشَّرِعِيَّ A legislative will Not a creational or irada kawniya It's a legislative will Allah ta'ala legislated this thing for you For yusr For ease What benefit do we take from this ayah? The benefit is that the better thing for the person that is ill that fasting is difficult or the traveler is for him to break his fast because the purpose is what? There are some people and maybe Abu Hanifa could correct us if this is wrong or, or correct inshallah medically speaking there some people that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Fail Allah to the best of your ability There some people that are ill and they have to take medication and that medication obviously breaks your fast if you have to take it orally, yes? Because what breaks your fast, whether it's beneficial or unbeneficial, whether it's small, like a grain of rice, whether it's much, it still breaks your fast if you take it orally. So there are people that have to take medication at set times. So they say, فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ And I remember a person praising such people, Fear Allah to the best of your ability, that such people, some of them, the month of Ramadan, yes, not to take advantage of the fact they're allowed to break their fast, they will actually take their pills with no water, and continue like that. You understand? Is that okay? Huh? Are you sure? <laughs> no, definitely not good. You understand? Because you have to swallow it with water, and the issue of medicines, there are certain types of medicine that you only administer during eating or after eating. You know. And not eating and taking certain medication may even give you further complications in of itself. So if it's difficult, don't fast. If your travel is difficult, don't fast. Because fasting while it's difficult, it's not from wa Jal. The other benefit we take from this ayah, yuridu read, اللَّهُ wa la yuridu bikumul Usur, that Allah wants ease for you and not difficult is, when you have two opposing opinions or issues and the evidences are not clear, and it's between halal and haram but none of them has a precedence in terms of proof over each other which one do you go for that which is easier that which is easier we're not talking about when something is clearly haram or doubtful and something is clearly halal because some people say i take the easier of the two no they both have to be halal but when it's not clear you do what is what what is easier for you the deen of allah is yusr it's ease. Lastly, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says وَلِتُكْمِلُ الْعِدَّةِ In order for you to complete the month جَيْيَدْ حَثْوَ عَلَىٰ إِكْمَلُ الْعِدَّةِ This is an encouragement to complete the appointed days of fasting وَلِتُكَبِّرُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ مَا <هَدَاكُم> And to do takbir of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala ala ma هَدَاكُمْ And this takbir, it starts بعد غُرُوب الشمس After the sunset from the last day or last night of Ramadan until the Salatu al Eid of Eid al Fitr. Jayid? In Aswaq, in the Masajid, in the houses. You know, not only when you get to the Musalla. The Sunnah is, to teach our children the Sunnah. That we should be saying Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. To make the takbirat, and there's different ways of these takbirat. One of them is Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah. Wallahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Uh, sorry. Uh, la ilaha illallah. Wallahu Akbar. Another way is Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Walla illahi lhamd. These about four or five different ways that in our houses, in our cars, we should be saying it in the marketplace, be saying it. When I, uh, when I was young, I was in Nigeria, I remember Eid, how it used to be in Nigeria. When I went back to the UK and it was Eid, it just didn't feel the same. I don't know if it's still the same now, the takbirat, you hear it. You will know it is Eid. And likewise, when I was in certain parts of Saudi Arabia, we should teach our the sunnah, min ba'd The purpose is to thank Allah. For guiding us. So this shows that takbir is legislated to be said at what time? A time of happiness. Time of happiness. Something good happens, Allahu Akbar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, And in order for you to show gratefulness. And this is an encouragement, Al Hathu ala shukr, to be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa huwa and it is to establish the Obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala How do you establish the obedience of Allah azzawajal? Aqeedatan, in terms of your belief concerning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wa qawlan, in terms of your statements Wa amalan, and in terms of your actions And we're always going to press upon this The importance of aqeeda Aqeedatan, belief, statements and action You show your shukr in this way So when Ramadan is over and people are doing the takbirat, The shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Gratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of obedience so the first night of Eid should not be a night of what disobedience and you find this the opposite amongst many people in the open today that is that they cannot wait for Ramadan to be over to go back to what they were doing wal iyad billah is that they were imprisoned in Ramadan so you have Ramadan end of Ramadan raves end of Ramadan party a'ud billah the purpose of Ramadan that you find people Ramadan the whole Ramadan mashallah they stop smoking some people wear hijab. As soon as that's it, flung off. The day of Eid is like a day of disobedience, tabaruj. And that's why Umrah Abd aziz used to say, laysa It is not Eid, liman the one that wears new clothing. al-eid, the true Eid, liman wa'id, the one that truly feared the threat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Because the whole purpose of this Ramadan was taqwa, piety. So, the one who's really an Eid is the one that has fed the Wa'id, the threat of Allah Azza wa not the one that wears new clothing. And we should put this amongst our family members that this day is a day of shukr. And shukr is the obedience of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, not a day of disobedience on Eid, a day of music, a day of cinema, Jayid, a day of free mixing, a day that, you know what, whatever I was doing before, I'm going to go straight back to it. And this is a sign that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala has not accepted a person's fast, that he immediately we just say, you know, I'm going to go back to what I used to do before. Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala said That when my servant asks you of me, "Inni قَرِيمٌ Allah Ta'ala didn't say, say to them, but rather direct from Allah Jalla, "Inni I am there. This ayah bi next week we'll go through it. And the importance of dua in Ramadan. The importance of what? A dua in Ramadan. Then after that we'll go back to the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Any questions inshaAllah?